Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast. That song always puts me in the... Well, the Vandals always put me in the mood. So this is an Allison Rosen fan podcast, and I'm your host, Lisa Lowry. And this week, we will talk about the Monday show with Laura Keitlinger and the Thursday show, uh, New Year's Resolutions, Placenta Eating, and... And Gall Holes. <laughs> oh. But first, I would like to welcome fellow best friends. Fresh meat. We've got Kelly. Welcome, Kelly. Hi. Thanks for having me. I'm so glad to finally talk to you. This is awesome. And for a short time... But a good time, we've got Rafael Castaneda. Welcome, Rafi. A.K.A. Henny Loggins, A.K.A. Take Me to the Liquor Store. (laughs) (laughs) Henny Loggins? Are you kidding me right now? Oh, so the reason why Rafi's not going to stay too long is because he's in the middle of a live tweet, Facts of Life, Christmas in the Big House. So he's, you're in your downtime right now before the next one, correct? Yeah, there's approximately 44 minutes until the next one. I'm only two Hennessy's in, so, you know, got to keep it up. Henny Loggins! Kelly, since this is, the, this is the first time that we're talking to you, maybe we can get a little background on you. We haven't done a thank you for being a fan yet, which we're going to. It's 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 going to happen. Now that I've got my shit together, we're <laughs> going to have you on for realsies, but, you know, and get to really know you. But tell us a little bit about yourself. So I, um, I'm 29, married, have an 11-month-old baby, and I live in San Diego. I am a transplant from the Midwest, Iowa specifically. And much like everyone, I love me some Allison Rosen. Amen. That's 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 enough, right? We're done. It's very very <laughs> concise. <laughs> the only thing I know about Iowa is that that is where Slipknot is from, and they're that, cool. That is true. Um, we also have a lot of corn, and people are friendly there. That's about it. I feel like a lot of murders happen in Iowa. Is that <laughs> correct? You're not wrong. <laughs> when you said corn, I thought you meant the band, and I thought I thought they were from around here. <laughs> <laughs> They're from Bakersfield, I think. Oh yeah, I, I've run into those people on many occasions. Yeah, there's um, it's lots of rural area, so lots of room to murder people, I guess, without being detected. Um, it's not as bad as Ohio, but we're we're pretty up there. I didn't know Ohio was that bad. So my in-laws are from there. I just had my husband's uncle just came into town over Christmas, and he just seems like the nicest guy. He works at the Ohio Ohio Zoo and whatever, just. I didn't realize they were big on crime. Oh my gosh, yes. I have a, my best friend lives in Cleveland, and I feel like every other day she's like, oh, another person got murdered, or there's there's like a serial killer there close to where she lives. It's a whole thing. Oh my gosh. So mm-hmm. isn't that where Hashtag Al is from? Yes. He seems so nice. He's a serial killer, isn't he? <laughs> it's serial. <laughs> So, room to murder, i that's probably my favorite quote so far tonight, so I actually wrote that down. Room to murder in, Ohio, in o- Iowa. Yes, lots of room, lots of uh, acres, lots of open space, you know, it's ideal for a serial killer, I guess. <laughs> so, right now, you live in San Diego, which yes. is not too far from me, and what do you think of San Diego? Um, it's really nice. The weather is perfect. Um, people can't drive. Worth, can I swear? Absolutely. People can't drive worth a shit when it's raining. It's really so bad. True. So true. Uh, it, it's it's just terrible whenever it starts to rain. But um, the weather is pretty nice. 
um, it's great. I'm sad to have to leave, but you know, gotta keep moving on. Aw. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to meet in person before you move. That's that just has to happen because you're not that far Agreed. away. Okay. No, not that far at all. It's maybe two hours, I think, something like that. Maybe yeah. a little longer, but whatever. We'll we'll make it happen. It's worth it. I, we need to have a whole roundup of California people, and, and Rafi, you can fly on over here and meet up with all of us. I want to. You should. It's got to happen before June. So this is the thing. I just slurred so bad. I haven't been drinking <laughs> at all, I swear. Um, let's talk about the Lord Keitlinger episode. Uh, the beginning of the episode was a little herky-jerky with, with I probably feel so bad. Allison is so sweet and, oh, you know, we've talked before and that's so cool. I have this in with you. And then finds out it's not really, it was the wrong Laura. You're like a fake imposter. Oh, that yeah. was brutal. <laughs> and it was during the her Ustream days, she said, right? Yeah, and what kind of imposter is is being Laura Keitlinger to be on the, the Allison Rosen is your new best friend live stream? That's very strange. I think that's perfect. You have to pick someone that's like like kind of famous, but not so famous that it's unbelievable. Like if someone popped in and they're like, hey, I'm George Clooney, you'd be like, get the fuck out of here. But if you're like... Oh, sorry, I thought know. George Clooney just joined us. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. so true. You're, you're right. That that there's that, that makes sense. That makes a lot more sense. It's just so it's so funny. And poor Allison's like this whole time thinking she's got this in. But still, I thought I liked Laura's voice, and I like she mentioned. Of course, they didn't talk about it, but it it stung my ears because I'm like, ooh, you do all your shopping on eBay just like me. It's almost kind of like a bag lady, but. It gets delivered to your house, <laughs> and you have to pay for it. But it's a bunch of bullshit. I did think about you, Lisa, when <laughs> she said that. I thought this is going to be close, near and dear to Lisa's heart. It really was. And but I think she said they were they got their engagement ring on eBay. <laughs> I don't think I've gone that far yet. Well, mostly just because I don't have enough money for big ticket items like that. But that's kind of cool. I don't know. I I really. I really, let me just say, I really liked her for most of the episode. I liked her voice. Choosing your own ring. So where do you stand on the, because here's the thing. Dudes aren't very smart about those kinds of things, about what you like. They would probably get, I don't even know what they would get, a ring pop. (laughs) I mean, for me, of course, I kind of knew it was going to happen. So then you kind of go to jewelry stores and you, oh, this is the kind of stuff I like. This is cool. I guess if I was to get engaged, this would be neat. (laughs) I mean, I don't know how people do it where the guy goes out and does the whole thing. How did it work with you? So with me, we basically looked at jewelry stores together. So there was no mystery about it. Um, Had he not included me in the process, I would hope that he would have asked my mother or my best friend or something. Because I, you know, I trust his judgment on a lot of things, but he's not well versed in jewelry. Which I don't think many guys are, and that's not a dig on them, but it's just, jewelry is so personal, and now you're going to have this thing on your finger for the rest of your life. It better be something you really love, or you're going to look at it and just think, uh, if my husband, I I don't, yeah, what what would you, well, actually, that's kind of funny, but yeah, go ahead. No, I don't have the stink on me, and that's the problem. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) you need to wear Kramer's ring around. (laughs) Well, I have to mention... Sex in the City. <laughs> Apparently that's what I do. Carrie, when she was dating Aiden, he took Miranda to the jewelry store and she picked like some terrible gold ring. And she was, 
she was like mad like she's like he picked gold and i was like yeah who the fuck picks gold like you gotta do (laughs) platinum (laughs) so so i gave you the schmoopy necklace that i had for like a year and i was joking with you that I figured I would eventually give it to my future wife. And so I thought, yeah, what am I going to do now? And I was like, you know what? If if it comes to that, I will have it remade in platinum and give that. Because I can't give her like a gold plated thing. Sorry, Lisa. That's okay. (laughs) What I was thinking is like, oh my God, after you said that, I thought, oh shit, because you're going to get married at some point. So then you're going to think, oh, maybe I should send that back to you <laughs> no 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 but that it's would yours, be great to do uh, white gold or platinum or something to do something permanent because that would be the true sign that she was the one if she ex- accepted the schmoopy necklace as an engagement or right wedding. like when like when daniel gave allison the little duckling and she's like oh um thanks or whatever <laughs> <laughs> one time oh my god another guy almost proposed to me once and i was at graceland and he didn't like elvis but i was just obsessed with being there and so excited and he got this little elvis ring with a heart on it and i was just oh beside myself about how cool it was but later he's like i almost proposed to you like thank god you didn't because i'm i like the ring more than i liked him (laughs) i'm heartless apparently but see i would have been happy with anything but i would secretly hate it forever if it wasn't something i picked out myself i'm sure yeah that resentment would build over time oh yeah because then everything would be like oh you're an asshole and guess what your ring sucks (laughs) it'd be easier to take it off and throw it she also met her husband at a bar, which I met my husband at a bar also, which is probably a real shocker, but it wasn't really meeting him at a bar. It was my friend was setting us up and we met at a bar that was next, like close to my house. So it wasn't really meeting him there. So it's kind of technical, I guess, but clearly you didn't meet your husband at a bar if you were teenage. No, um, we... It's a real cliche, but we've known each other since we were six and seven. Um, So we grew up together, and his twin sisters and I are very close in age. We're, like, two days apart. So when we were in first grade, like, we went to each other's birthday parties, and, you know, I thought he was gross then, and I thought he was gross in middle school. (laughs) And then in high school, I was like, hey, what's up? You know, you're kind of cute, and that's that's it. We've been together ever since. Aw, that's sweet. It's definitely possible, you know, when you poo-poo the high school sweethearts or the high school loves, there's true love there that can grow into something. I don't think it's, it's not always common, but it's still something there to grow on. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have to grow up together, and it's really difficult, and if you're not well-equipped to deal with the changes that come, I think that that's when relationships fail but we've been really lucky. We've worked on it, and now we have a beautiful baby. Aw, I can attest to that. (laughs) Are you going to have any more? I don't really know. I kind of was like, oh, one and done. I'm, I'm done. But, I mean, I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence at this point. It does make things easier. It's harder and easier, I guess, all all at once. But I don't know. Raphael, are you going to have more than one? Well, you are Mexican, so. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Straight out the gate, Lisa. (laughs) You know, I don't think I really care. I think it's going to be up to whatever the future wife wants. I don't know. I don't care. I hate kids, but if they're mine, I'd like them, I guess. So and if I don't like him, I can just end. leave. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. You are the dude. Yeah, it's that's great. What you guys do. I, it is great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I would never do that. Well, we've got it on uh, recording and proof, so 
when your kid goes to therapy, I'll have this for him or her. <laughs> I don't know if either of you grew up seeing the Barbizon commercials, but I sh- I certainly did. Where what was what is the tagline for Barbizon? Do you remember? I can't remember. Not be a model, but just look like one. I feel like I've heard Allison discuss this in the past, but I've never seen the commercials before. I think it was definitely. I was a latchkey kid, so after school with Saved by the Bell and whatever else was on, and then Bar- the School of Barbizon <laughs> look, look like a model commercial, and it's just like you have these dreams of being whatever, and then, then you have people telling you that you're, you're an ugly piece of crap. It's like, okay, I guess I won't be going to that school, which leads me to the feeling ugly in high school thing, where or being ugly in high school, and ever growing out of that, because I know that's what Allison was asking Laura, is... Laura said she was kind of ugly as a younger person. And she said, do you, you know, Allison asked her, do you always, do you still feel that way now as an adult? Like you just kind of get stuck in that feeling of when growing up, you kind of have those, you know, those feelings that kind of stick with you forever. And I certainly related to all of that where she said, well, sometimes, you know, you feel good and then you get a, a take a picture and I'll do that. Like if I ever have full makeup on and whatever, okay, I'll take a picture. Now I can have a new profile picture for somewhere. But in general, <laughs> I feel like the ugliest piece of crap like I did back in high school, just the same, <laughs> you know? So I don't know. Do you guys relate to that? I can relate I do. to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think we all can relate to that. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought that that was interesting to hear. And I know, see, the more I... Everything that Laura said, I related to. And I felt like her and Allison kind of seemed like kindred spirits, even though they maybe never met, even though Allison thought she did. But they did seem like they had a lot in common. I also thought it was interesting that Laura was the product of an affair, which is such a crazy thing, first of all, to know that and growing up with that. Your perspective on relationships or the way you have to... I mean, just... I can't even imagine. Like, the guy dies... And they have to decide if they can go to the funeral or not, which is very strange. So strange. So salacious. Like, I've never, I mean, I've never met anyone that's the product of an affair. I mean, or at least they're not open about it. But I can't imagine going through that and, like, having to hang out in the car during the funeral. Very strange. About their family and the whole... The whole thing was just, ugh. It's like, just get a divorce before you start messing around. I don't understand any of that, but... Right, and then her knowing about the kids, the other kids, but the kids not knowing about her, that's on another level. It's just, wow. It's really, really weird. I, I can't even imagine living her... And the way she kind of talks about her own relationship, you know being engaged but not setting a date it seems like she maybe has a commitment issue there but she seems to trust her guy enough (laughs) yeah i mean it's completely if she has like some commitment phobia it's completely understandable oh for sure and then she's talking about being a hermit and being an introverted and and it's funny because her and allison were both talking oh we're both hermits and allison said i don't really like you know to to she's very introverted and a recluse and you know, then Laura said, well, look, you're doing the show. You obviously like people. And I said, and I felt like I totally understand that where I am a hermit and I can sit here and talk to people. And this is nowhere near the level that Allison does, but I'm talking to people that I don't know or that I, I'm now I do know, you know, and it's just, Mm -hmm. it's more comfortable and it's fun and I love it. But doing this outside (laughs) would be totally different. 
<laughs> for some reason behind a microphone, it's so much easier to just open up and be myself. It's very strange. So I related, and I think Allison related to to Laura, all the same. I just felt like these were my people. Are you a hermit, Kelly? Um, yes, very much so. Um, I'd like to say that it's not my choice, but I don't have a ton of time um, to hang out with people. And then the relationships that I have made with, like, coworkers, I'm like, I'm just going to move anyway. I don't want to. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fine. It's whatever. But, like, I'm friendly with them. and But I don't know if we would, like, ever hang out. I don't know. Yeah, if they don't like Allison Rosen, then goodbye. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I did. I I got called into work several times today, and I was like, sorry, guys, I can't do it. But I couldn't be like, I'm going to be on a podcast, guys. Because they'd be like, what's that? <laughs> a pod what? I know. A pod? What's that? It does sound like something from outer space. Like, what is this thing that you're doing? I was going to make a very stupid joke. I was going to say, because you work at a pet store, I was going to say, you probably have cat pods. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I don't know if that's a thing. It's not. (laughs) Forget it. Move on. Uh, Ruffy, are you you a hermit? I know you hate people, Uh but I'm wondering if you're a hermit. (laughs) (laughs) Yes and no. I think I was... And I still am, but because I now I know that it's not good for me, I try to be more social, but yeah, I'm kind of still a hermit. Yeah, I, I have such a hard time. If I'm out, I can easily talk to people and I don't have to be the person. I'll sit in the corner sometimes and just watch everybody, but a lot of times I can talk to some new people and make friends and I pretend like I'm an extrovert and then I have fun, but then it's just kind of, it's outside of my comfort zone. I'd rather just be at home by myself and just, I don't know, whatever. Talking to you people is what I'd rather be doing. (laughs) I think I already know the answer to this question, but let's go around. Raphael, what's your favorite drink? Booze drink? Yeah. No, what soda pop do you like? It's tough because I go through phases. Like for a while it was Patron and Lemonade. Okay. Um, I love margaritas, but obviously right now I'm a Henny and Coke guy, and that was my drink before, so I'm back on it now. But yeah, I'm going to say Henny and Coke. Okay, so that would be your top three, those... those. Yeah, just and the reason I like Henny and Coke so much is because I can drink like a hundred of them and like not even notice that I'm drinking. Like with beer, it's like after like three, I'm just like, eh, I'm kind of tired of this. But with Henny and Coke, they just go down so smooth i'm not even getting sponsored by them either kelly what's your favorite drink um so i don't drink i'm not like sober or anything or in a program but it's just not my (laughs) my thing (laughs) so you don't Um, have a problem you're not where we should be (laughs) oh (laughs) no i'm not saying that um i just it's just not my my thing like i you know when i turned 21 or whatever like i drank of course and I'm just kind of like "Mm, it's okay it's there I mean I can always go back to it but it's just not it's not a huge part of my life and it's not super important to me I kind of envy people that like come home at night and like have a glass of wine I'm like I bet that feels pretty great but it's just not my thing much like Allison you don't drink anymore but do like do like Allison says like every now and then she'll have like a sip of Daniels do you do that no, typically no. I I just, I don't know why. I just don't. 
Okay, well, one time when Allison was doing like a Twitter Q&A, I asked her, I know you don't drink anymore, but when you did, what was your drink, your go-to drink? And she said, sorry, gin and tonic <laughs> is one, and VO and 7-Dup. 7-Dup! The Henny's getting to me. VO and 7-Dup, and then she said, my friend said you like old man drinks. And then she said, short stint of dirty gin martinis and Bacardi and Diet Coke. So she had quite a few drinks. A lot of those I like, too. Not I couldn't get on the 7 and 7 or the 7th and 7th or whatever you call it. When we were at the <laughs> In This Together Festival and you were reading the list or you were showing me the list, I'm like, what's a brief stint? I've never had that drink. Oh, yeah, I remember that. What an that asshole. Was- <laughs> I'm like, I've heard of all of those, but brief stint, I've never had that. Oh, I'm an idiot. Sounds European. It does. Yeah, my It's go-to, not a purse, it's European. It's not a purse. Yeah, my go-to is champagne or Jameson, obviously. And if I drink beer, porter, stout, and that's about it. But, I mean, I'll drink anything else if people have these, like, fancy drinks. I'm just shocked with the Laura having her martinis. I like a dirty martini maybe once a year. I really want one, but I can't imagine drinking more than one ever. Yeah, and also, like, if I'm drinking beer, my go-to is just, like, Blue Moon, because, again, it just goes down easy, but I'll drink any kind of weird beer, just, but then I can only have, like, one, and, you know, if you're trying to get wasted, you can't do that, unless it's super high alcohol. Um, my name is Lisa, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Your name is Rafi. I'm a hennyholic. Hennyholic. <laughs> oh, Henny Loggins. They talk about having... But this is one question I had for Allison, which has probably been kind of answered over the course of however long she's been doing this. But I was just wondering what she would be doing if podcast had never been invented. Where would she be today? You know, like, what was her trajectory? I know she really wanted to be on TV. And also with Laura, they were talking about having nerves. And when you're, like, let's say you're broadcasting and you're live or you're on TV, you don't have the luxury of editing like I do here, where I could just go back and change time and change uh, reality and just say, hey, that never happened. <laughs> and I know that once you get the nerves, it it's like a snowball effect. You just can't stop it and you can't come back from it usually. So do either of you get that kind of, do you put yourselves in situations where you get the nerves? Like you have to talk in front of people? You know, I'm not like afraid of like talking in front of a crowd or anything. I, on November 11th of 2011, that's how I remember it. I performed in front of like everyone at my hospital. I played a Beatles song. I sang terribly. You sang? I I sang. I didn't give a fuck. I was just like, I'm going to do it. And I did it. I don't know. It's scarier. Like, literally, the sound check was scarier than the actual performance. And the performance, there was, like, hundreds of people. And the sound check was, like, ten people. And that's why it was worse, because I'm like, I can see individual faces. I can... Way more personal. But, no, I, I, I... It's not a problem for me. Singing? Is there footage of this? Yeah, they filmed it. Um, the hospital people did, but I've never seen it. Like, they played it during, like, the next, you know, employee get-together or whatever the fuck they do right. i've never seen it though I'll but i know up. it's bad <laughs> how would you find it oh i've got people in high places don't worry about it okay <laughs> before we move on to thursdays and i know we're going to talk about jamos later but i didn't appreciate laura's attitude during the jamos and i'll leave it at that <laughs> uh i didn't either 
I mean, that's super, it was kind of insulting, like, sure, maybe some of the listeners are 13, but not all of us are 13, and just, why poo-poo the segment, just go with it. Right, if you're on a show, okay, maybe you don't do any research before you're on the show to know the segments they do, but roll with it, have fun with it. I don't know, I also thought, I don't know if I, I don't know, I think it'd be really cool if Allison, a lot of times I think maybe she doesn't tell them beforehand that there is a segment, But I think it'd be really cool if she, on Mondays especially, because a lot of times people are kind of assholes and sometimes they go with it. Like Greg Fitzsimmons is awesome, but then you get the other part, you know, people that kind of like kill it and make you feel like a piece of shit for having sending in a JMO. I think it would be cool if she had a guest bring one on so they kind of understand where the person's coming from. Because I'm sure she has little things in her mind where, oh, I wonder if anyone else does this kind of moments instead of, you know, maybe she could relate more or people could relate more if, if they were... I think it also would be interactive and fun to hear a guest bring their own on. I think that'd be kind of cool. That's a great idea. All right, Allison, do you hear that? I'm just kidding. All right, let's move on to Thursday. Jordan Morris was back again, which was awesome because he's super fun. So this was the last Thursday show of 2016, which is kind of exciting and sad, but actually both. I don't know. And we were her little bouche de Noels, which is the fancy word for Yule log. I don't know if either of you had those. No, I haven't. And I mentioned it because we were her little Yule logs last week. And I mentioned it on the episode how I think it's a thing, but I don't know what it is. It's like cake... It's almost like a giant uh, Swiss cake roll. Tasty Cake has a version too, where it's like cake that's really kind of thin, flat, and and then they put cream and then they roll it. Like a jelly roll, but not jelly. It's got cream in it. And then they frost it. So it looks like a log and you slice it and it's all swirly with yumminess. It's a bush. Sounds <laughs> okay. Okay. You, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so then they started talking about... <laughs> can't get... Okay. They started talking about the due date and it's funny because we've been on this journey with her for so long and we keep talking about it and she's pregnant and blah, blah, blah. And then it almost is like it just dawned on her that, oh yeah, she's going to have a baby in a few weeks. Like it's weeks now. It's not months. It's not a year. It's, it's weeks. So close. Yeah. She's in the home stretch right now. She really is. And I think I packed my bag way earlier and I got everything ready only because I didn't want to have to do it later. You know, when you have things to do, you just want to cross it off a list and get on with it because you have to do it sometimes. So why not? But I think this class that they took kind of might have scared them a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, it sounded intense. (laughs) It really did. And I think it's probably, uh, well, I was going to say it's probably good because then you're totally prepared, but... I think it probably just scared her more than anything. And on some of the lost recording, I don't know which one it was. I think it was when uh, when it was Lee and Ray, and I was offering once again my services as a nanny. It looks like there's a new Manny in town because Jordan Morris might take over the job that I wanted since he's certified apparently to be a babysitter. But I still want to be her nanny, Allison. If you're listening, this needs to be a thing. I'm really good. I promise. Kids love me. <laughs> Oh, me and Raphael will come babysit. It'll be cool. I don't know. When when you have a few drinks in you, I feel like I have to babysit you. <laughs> I don't... I do not know what you're talking about. But see, I don't drink when I watch the baby or when I'm... Well, maybe if it's like an hour before her mom's going to pick her up, I'll have a glass of wine in that hour. But other than that... Edit that out, Lisa. You're going to lose jobs. <laughs> 
<laughs> with my alcoholic friend that I watch her kid. I think we're cool. <laughs> just kidding. Oh, okay. I'm just kidding. <laughs> she is one of my closest friends. She's not an alcoholic, but she also doesn't know what a podcast is, so we're cool. Uh, <laughs> the due date, super cool. She gained 60 pounds. That's shocking because seeing pictures of her, she does not look like she's gained 60 pounds at all. Not, not at all. Like, not even close to that number at all. And I think I told the last time I talked to Allison and I was telling her, yeah, with the first baby, I I gained, I think, 30 pounds, you know, kind of normal. And with the second one, it was more like 60 and, and it's still, I'm still there. And my daughter's 10. I'm like, wow, you can see it in my face. Like I was like chubbier than hell. But even the picture she just posted, I think today, she looked great. Yeah, it's all baby. Yes, it really is. I don't know. I think she's going to be fine. She's so she's so good about nutrition. Well, maybe even not great about it, but she's so strict about what she eats afterwards. I think she'll yeah. be fine. And breastfeeding and, and getting rid of that heavy placenta, of course. Of course, yeah. That thing weighs a ton. I just love that they brought it. They were talking about eating the placenta again, which is the only problem about having different people on Thursdays is the revisiting certain topics. Mm -hmm. And Jordan saying, oh, this is a thing. Have you heard of this? And it's like, oh, yeah, everybody's we've all talked about that. And he said, you know, is it symbolic or is it for health? And they were talking about all the health things. And we talked about it on here that there is there are the placenta parties that people have. And it's more symbolic where people grill it up and serve it to your guests a thing. So yeah, I mean, I've heard of I've obviously heard of like the medical benefits that might be i've also heard of people taking it home with them and like burying it in their backyard oh yes yes like under a tree things like that i also am pretty shocked and allison first of all didn't think that there were that maternity underwear existed for starters and that number two she's this far along and has not been wearing maternity underwear and i feel like like what what are you doing yes that's like the joy of maternity clothes is get all, I mean, it's not very much joy, but that's, you want the most comfort in the underwear. I mean, a bad pair of underwear is going to change the rest of your day. So For I don't sure. know what she's doing, but I I think, you know, her next Patreon live stream is going to be the baby shower where we all send her presents. Even though it's close to the end, she'll still get good use of them. Somebody get her some maternity underwear. It's important. And she'll be using them after the delivery. I oh, mean, yeah. For like six unless months, probably. She, right, she's, <laughs> I, I mean, it, unless Allison has like a secret and she's going to be like one of these fit moms, right. I think she'll be, I think she'll be wearing them for a little bit. By the way, those fit moms, go fuck yourself. Good for them. That's yes, all I have to say. thank you. That's Good for them. Nicer than I am. What I don't, what I don't like is the preaching. It's like, just keep it to yourself. Not everyone's born, not everyone is born with the genes to be those people. Right. I mean, it's. I don't understand the need to make people feel bad about themselves just because they are succeeding in their goals. Like there's enough for there's enough to go around for everyone. You don't have to make someone feel crappy to make yourself feel better. Right. And another thing that got that never got aired when I was talking to Joanna and Emily is the conversation with Dr. Drew about people that are overweight living longer. So hashtag oh, living longer. and i'm not obese people obviously but anyways that kind of that changed my my life for a a moment (laughs) i was very you were like you were like yes oh bring on the (laughs) ding-dongs jay do not make that into a drop (laughs) lisa what you have to go five six minutes till the live tweet so i have to go okay yeah i have nothing to plug oh 
actually today uh, a few days ago laura broder got her shirt that i sent her oh my um, god i just saw she that. said it was great and i told her you know nudge nudge tell allison that she should sell them because she's like allison should sell them and i was like right and then so she mentioned it and allison said she's gonna make it happen in 2017 stop stop amazing yes that's awesome I- yeah, we uh, when it happens, I'll be extremely excited. But for now, I'm just very, 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 very excited. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited! I'm excited to hear who wins the prizes for the live tweet tonight. I'm so bummed that I won't be. I actually was thinking about putting it on like a my tablet and just letting Kelly run the rest of the show so I can live tweet with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm excited to hear who wins and the prizes are awesome. And I'm so excited if she, if she says she's going to make that happen in the next year, it's, it's a done deal. Yes. So unfortunately I have to go, but thank you for having me on. And Kelly, it was wonderful talking to you. If I DM you something after I read one of your tweets, I'm not being a creep. Yeah, that's all. Thanks. And where can we find you, Ruffy? Good talking to you, too. Uh, I guess at RMC Guitars. (laughs) It was nice talking to you. And you're not a creep, by the way. Thank you. That's what I keep telling people. Well, stop sending your wiener. Edit that out. (laughs) Stop DMing your wiener to everybody. Maybe people will stop thinking that. Just kidding. If if I don't get a DM after this of a a dachshund, I'm going to be really mad. I do have pictures of Chloe. Please slip that into my DMs. Oh, I'm sliding all up in there. Oh Lisa, my God, I, of, I, okay, I gotta go. All right, Rafi, love you. Bye. 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 Well, that was really cool. I'm just glad that Rafi could be on for a little while. It was actually almost half of it. Actually, most of it. That was pretty cool. He could be on. It was a treat. It was a real treat. I know he was. I know I'm old hat to him. He's like, oh, Kelly's going to be on? I have to be on. <laughs> I need to chat with her. So I think he wanted to just make sure that you exist. Just like Brittany, you know, okay, you exist. You're a real person. I'm not a Twitter bot. I'm real. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter bots, I'm creating a new, I don't even know what I'm going to use it for, a new Twitter account. And I'm shocked that it doesn't exist yet. And I'm going to do it before this airs because I... I'm doing it tonight, actually, as soon as we're done, is at SupTurds. It's not, a, it's, it's still available. How is that? How? I know. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to take that, and maybe that could be what I just, you, you know, do JMOs with at SupTurds or some, I don't know. It'll probably last for about a week or two, and then I'll get right back to my whatever, but I, I'm i shocked. So if you hear anything about at SupTurds, it's me. That's <laughs> I guess, amazing. I guess I should have keep it anonymous, huh? Well, edit this out, I guess. (laughs) Uh, So you being a new parent, I think you're right in line with with, uh, Jenna and Al and, you know, your your daughter is the same age as their daughter, pretty much the same. Yeah. And they were talking about Sam eating her poop. (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Which I've never I've had two kids and I've been a nanny. I've never had that situation. The baby I watch now, I've had, you know, when you're changing their diaper and their feet are flailing and their heels go Mm -hmm. into it and then they want to put their hand down at the same time. You're just like, just sit still. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And it's yes. And it can go from one spot to 3000 spots in a matter of seconds because they just flail so much but i don't know if i've ever thought of the 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 poop eating aspect but i don't know if you've had to deal with i'm sure you've dealt with a lot of poop issues 
I've dealt with a lot of poop endeavors uh, thus far. No poop in the mouth yet. You know, I'm hopeful. She She's going to be around for a while. She's almost a year old. Um, I'm sure that we'll encounter it. Thankfully, my husband uh, has a medical background, and he's pretty knowledgeable about these things, which is good because I'm a really panicky person. So he kind of, we like when I was pregnant, we went over like all the worst case scenarios and I remember being really hormonal one night and just being like, what if she eats her poop? What if she does this? What if she does that? And he's just like, dogs can eat poop and they're fine. Babies can eat poop. They'll be fine. Like as long as they're healthy, they're fine. So, you know, it'll probably happen to us and I'll think about Jenna and Al. (laughs) I love that they were just open enough to share it. It's like, okay, yep, that's what's going on in our house. There's unaccounted poop. (laughs) Unaccounted for poop. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. that's part of being a parent. You can't really hide that stuff. And anyone that hides it and is like, oh, my baby's, you know, just poops in the diaper. It never gets out. Like, get over yourselves. Don't lie. Yeah, totally. You know, the other thing is the baby proofing. And I'm kind of along the same lines as Jenna and Al is I didn't really baby proof a lot of things. The majority of what I baby proofed was to make my life easier as far as mm-hmm. them getting out or our, t- you know, our coffee table was very, had very sharp corners to maybe put a little bubble wrap on there or whatever. But I didn't really go, I don't think I did all the electrical outlets and maybe if they were crawling around in one certain room all the time, but for the most part, I'm always there. You're just always there to see what's going on. So if they're alone, they're in a playpen. If you're leaving the room for a couple of minutes or they're in a crib or whatever, it's just part of being a parent is just being, you are neurotic and you're staring at every little thing that they do. But I didn't really go crazy with all of that stuff. And I've been to houses where it's like that and you almost adult proof it. <laughs> like you can't get into it. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I did minimal baby proofing. And I think once my daughter starts walking, we're really going to have to kick it up. But at this point I'm with her all the time. When I'm at work, my husband is with her. She's never alone. She's never unsupervised. And if I have to leave the room, she's in her playpen. She, you know, she's not going to get into that much trouble. I think one crazy thing that scares me in a way is the the rules and the laws that change every year with raising kids where how they sleep or where they're supposed to sit and everything. And it's just, it's mind boggling to me that what was good 10 years ago is not good today. It's almost, you know, like child abuse. <laughs> It's just so strange to me. And I'm used to things from 10 years ago now, which is old. That's old news. So, I I mean, the baby I take care of now, I think, oh, man, I need to brush up on some more modern things because I think everything's just as fine as it was however long ago. Right. It's it's wild. Like, I remember my, like, my mother or whatnot, she, she was like, yeah, we didn't have car seats. Like, we just rode in the back of a pickup truck, like, in the bed. Like, we weren't secured at all. It was fine. Yeah, it's just wild, everything that there is today. And being a new mom, I really had to brush up on it because I have nieces and nephews, but I wasn't, you know, primary caretakers of them and I hadn't been around them since they were babies I never drove them anywhere so like there's so much to know and so much to learn and then of course everyone has their own opinions on the oh. internet and everything sanctimonies yeah it's oh. there's a lot see I think I got really lucky it, it could have hurt it could have hurt me and helped me the internet was 
you know, a thing when I had kids, but it wasn't so in your face about every little thing. It was still kind of new and not as much. It wasn't on your phone. It wasn't everywhere and invading you. So at least for me, I, if something happened with the kids, minor, okay, I had this book and actually I just bought this book for Allison yesterday after listening to the show, what to do when your child is sick, because it's very simple and yeah, you can go on the internet, but then you're going to be bombarded by a bunch of stuff. It's like, okay, if they have a flu or if they throw up or whatever, there's one little thing. Okay. Open the book and read it. And you're good. It's just, you don't have to have so much stuff in your face of go to the ER and this is could, could be happening. And it's just very yeah, simple. It, WebMD for adults is bad. It's worse for babies. Like, don't go down that rabbit hole. Like, if you, if your child is sick, don't ask moms on the internet. Oh. <laughs> don't ask people. Just call. If you are fortunate to, enough to still have your mom in your life, give her a call or call your sister or do what you really should do and just give your doctor a call. Like don't, don't consult people on the internet. They, I mean, sure they have opinions and maybe they have personal experience, but they're, they're not medical professionals. For sure. And I could see Allison very easily going down that exact rabbit hole. (laughs) Your baby is still rear facing, correct? Yes. Okay. So in this state, apparently it's rear facing for two years. I think when my kids were younger, it was based on weight, which I think it might still be. I don't really know. But it's the craziest thing when they go from rear facing to front facing. It's Mm -hmm. like a major life moment. It's so weird. And I didn't think that it was I didn't even think about it. But I thought, okay, oh, you're old enough to, to turn. I thought, oh, that's cool. It's like a little, you know, stepping stone in life. And then when they turn around, I just, you think of all the things that they haven't been seeing, all the things you, when you're driving or seeing the side, the back of your head when you're driving or whatever they they didn't see before. It's just like their whole, uh, whole world just opens up and it's a new, I don't even, it's not right of passage. It's just not that much. It's just like this whole new life moment that I just felt, oh, this is such a cool moment. It was just really neat. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I mean, I'm pretty far away from that, but I mean, it's, we, we have the mirror in our car and like I can look back at her but I mean it would just it would be easier if I could just look back and see her without having to use a mirror yeah I, I look forward to the day when she can forward face but I do think that the laws exist for a reason and I'm gonna go with it I'm kind of kind of a car seat Nazi I'm not like a car seat Nazi Nazi but like when it comes to my own child I'm really adamant about doing everything like I read the manual I made sure that I installed it like I didn't have anyone else install it I did it myself and like I just make sure everything isn't twisted like it's just important they exist for a reason I don't know how our parents survived oh my gosh but we definitely need them (laughs) where we maybe slept in drawers I slept in a drawer at my grandmother's house and I'm fine (laughs) Isn't that crazy? It's crazy. And I'm sure that, I'm sure when I was growing up, like, it wasn't back to sleep. I'm sure it was, like, stomach or side or whatever. Anything goes. But I'm here. (laughs) And you were probably bundled up in, like, the most, I mean, I was probably bundled up in tons of polyester stuffed animals. And I'm sure I was in a drawer at some point. But everything was probably just nothing breathable, everything plastic. It's just so funny how things change. Can you imagine putting your baby in a drawer? (laughs) I, I mean, I can't. I mean, at the same time, I have 
put her down in like a clothes basket full of folded clothes. <laughs> but like I didn't, she didn't sleep there. She just chilled for a second while I went to the other room to grab my phone. But no, I can't imagine a baby like sleeping in a drawer. But like, I don't know, man. Like if it works for some people, more power to them. True. Laura Broder, friend of the show at Bango Pajamas. She has, she has a parenting podcast and basically their motto is good for you. And that's kind of where I come from. It's like, you know what? That's not for me. It's good for you. Good for you. If it works for you, great. I don't know. Drawers, kids, you know. Everyone, we, we survived, Lisa. I don't know how. I don't know how we survived. I wonder that every time I'm with my mom when she can't figure out how to drive down the street. I'm like, why am I alive still? I don't understand it. We are truly miracles. <laughs> I agree. Speaking of miracles, it's almost the new year. I'm pretty excited about it, but I always am. And maybe I'm, I'm not trying to lead here, but where do you stand on New Year's resolutions? Um, I think they're great in theory. Um, I kind of, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like on the lower scale of yes, please. Um, I think they're great. I don't think that people really follow through with them, but if someone actually does follow through with them that's really cool i think there's just so much i don't know there's just so much around it like there's so much pressure to make one and you can really like i can't remember who said it maybe it was allison that said you can improve your life at any time you don't have to wait it's just kind of convenient like a great start to the new year um i'm you know i'm okay with them i don't know if i have any personally but, you know, I, I like to see people succeed. So if they can do that by making a New Year's resolution, I think that's great. That's very positive. I think I'm definitely a yes, please. And I'm so optimistic when the, the new year starts. And I don't know what it is about the new year. It's like a fresh start. It's also my birthday. So it's kind of like a new year in another way too. You know, it's just that whole energy of I'm so excited to to, to change and start something new and, and make my life better than it was the last year. And then of course, like they're all saying by the end of January, you kind of forget everything. But yeah. The, their whole conversation kind of made me think there needs to be some sort of like a New Year's resolution follow-up day where you can get rejuvenated, yes. you know, like rejuvenated or regenerate that that fire. Because at the beginning of the year, I have all the fire to be, okay, I'm going to be skinny this year and I'm going to mm-hmm. be a better friend and I'm going to do all these things. And then by the end of the year, I'm like, cool, I'm 10 pounds heavier and I haven't seen <laughs> this other person for, you know, whatever. And I'm not the person that I want to be. Mm-hmm. And I think if there was some sort of a, I don't know, a two month, all right, we're ch- and it's not, hey, are, are, did you fuck up? <laughs> it's like your own personal thing where you can get rejuvenated yourself. It's not, it's your own personal goal anyways. It's not like anybody's contacting you three months later. Hey, did you read those books that you were talking about reading <laughs> or whatever? Right. Like and some, I don't, some personal goal. Absolutely. And I don't know about you, but I'm a very all or nothing person. So let's say I make a goal and I'm like five days into it and I have a hiccup. I'm like, nope, fuck it. We're done. I can't. <laughs> Like, I can't get to the point where I'm like, okay, just a minor slip up. Let's just, whatever we're working on, let's just revisit it tomorrow. I'm like, no, I ruined it. I can't. (laughs) So maybe that's my New Year's resolution to not be uh, an all or nothing type person. Yeah, I think I do the same thing. Also, I think, oh, I'm, you know, I can get through anything. I'm, 
I have a high threshold for pain or I'm not going to get depressed. And then, you know, I get this, I get these goals and I think, oh, I'm going to follow through and I'm going to get there and I'm not even going to talk about it. And it would be fun to ha- do it with someone that would probably make you more accountable. But yeah, then one year, a couple years back, I was roller skating and I shattered my wrist and it's so oh funny how something like that totally took me down. It was such a funny, silly thing to talk about with my friends, but deep down, I was it fucking depressed me. I, I was so depressed for months. It, it was just like, and it was not like oh, I'm going to kill myself depressed. It was just I just didn't care anymore. I didn't. Everything was just ugh. Like I just felt like a black yeah. cloud. Like I was one of those people. I'm like I'm not Eeyore. I don't know what happened. That's not mm-hmm. me. And I, I, in my mind, I think. Oh, if something happens like that, I'll you walk it off or you go through the motions and you deal with it. But it affected me so deeply that it totally changed really who I am now, which is kind of s- sad to say. But a lot of yeah. the things that I kind of started doing then, I, I still do. And it's all about habit and changing your habits. And that's where I was before I broke my wrist. It's funny because the song I was listening to is so cliche, but it was... The, the kids, we were all roller skating in the house for starters, mm-hmm. and the Oops. kids were really into the Frozen soundtrack. So, oh yeah, the Let It Go song was on, and I was having this moment of like, "Fuck that person that screwed me over, and fuck that person that I'm mad at right now. Let it go, whatever." And then I ate shit, oh, <laughs> and just shattered my wrist and it was just it just I just can't believe how much it took me down which is like really really sad that I I didn't think I was that weak of a person but you're you're not you were just you're feeling vulnerable and when something like that happens to you it really just knocks the wind out of your sails I think you can get back to where you were it's just it's a lot of work and you have to be patient and nobody wants to be patient it's terrible it's the worst I think that's very true. And I think that the new year gives me that feeling of, okay, I can get, like what you just said, okay, I can get back to that, to that point. Because at that point, it had been, it was May that I broke my wrist. So I had been doing well for the whole year. Like I actually made my resolution stick and I was losing weight and I was changing my life. And then I just (laughs) like literally fell on my ass and it just all got ruined and I feel like I never have gotten back to that. And I feel like this year I have that feeling again of that fire burning where I want to get, I want to be the best person that I could be, you know, and for my kids, for myself, for my friends, for just for everything to enjoy my life more, not have, you know, everyone posts these things about, Oh, 2016 piece of shit. I want to punch it in the face and it's whatever. And I don't want to have that next year. I want to feel like, wow, I did awesome last year. (laughs) I don't right. think has that. I like I 2016 was not bad to me. I mean, I have a I have a baby. I went back to work and I went back to work full time. I got promoted. It's not all bad and it's really just perspective. Yeah, everything like your year isn't going to be perfect and if you can focus on the great things that happen to you instead of the shitty things, I mean, you're going to be better off, but it's really hard to get in that mindset. It's very true. And I think, you know, when I see all these people saying, oh, 2016 sucks, I myself felt like I didn't have a horrible 2016 either. I didn't have a baby and go through all these major life-changing things. But 
I feel like having all of you guys to talk to every week and doing something that's so much fun. I just love being like meeting all these new people has been such a fun thing. And this year, especially because since taking over, you know, it was such a strange new thing and I'm still trying to figure it out, but it's been fun to have my own thing, which I haven't had for, I don't even know how long. Like I just haven't. And obviously I'm not the one that created this. I can't take any credit for anything, but it's something that I'm so lucky that I kind of fell into and it's so much fun. And it's, really what made my 2016 great. So this is a thank you to all of you. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be something that someone would consider major to be a great thing that happened in your life. And I really feel like just focus on the great things that are happening. I mean, like maybe you didn't have the best year, but you're alive. You have this podcast, you have friends, you have family, you have people that love you. And that's pretty great. That's more than most people. It's another, yes, I agree. And I think the other part of the new year starting and it being my birthday helps. For me, I'm not a big, oh, you have to be presents kind of a birthday, but it's my own personal goal, I guess, because I'm still alive. (laughs) So it's just another milestone of, wow, it's kind of, I'm alive still. And the only people that don't have birthdays are people who are dead and I'm not. So it's something to celebrate. Absolutely. It's just a new, a reminder of of great things to me. Absolutely. I agree with you. So New Year's parties. Okay. So we're, this is, this is now, now comes the hermit part is I say, oh yeah, let's have um, a New Year's party. Usually we get together with the neighbors and have a big party and they're all older. So it's not like a crazy party. And by 10 o'clock, we're all counting down the minutes before, wow, we still have two hours to stay awake. That's unfortunate. But Mm -hmm. this year, my husband said, oh, you know, this person texted me. I said, oh, well, why don't we have some of our old friends over for New Year's? And of course, I had had a bottle of champagne before that conversation. And then that conversation (laughs) happened. I thought, that's a great idea. I'm going to text all these people. And now I'm kind of dreading it. Because I really just don't. I don't want to have to clean the house and ugh, I, oh, I don't, yeah. for me I love with the neighbors I could easily just come home if I have to but if I'm having a party you can't just be a hermit and just go to your room and just say okay I'm checking out I'm gonna go take a bath <laughs> I'm just an old lady I just I don't know but I know I'll end up having fun, you know a lot of fun and I just need to have a better attitude towards it but what struck me two things Jordan coming Jordan. to <laughs> Jordan coming to Orange County to see the Vandals, which I almost bought tickets for that show, and it would have been really funny. He went to see them at the Grove, which is mm-hmm. just a, you know a few blocks from my house, really. And mm-hmm. Allison, I know her parents are from Orange County, but I didn't realize that she comes here as often as she said. Because she said, oh, we got to do something fun. There's always fun stuff in Orange County. And I thought, well, I didn't know she came down here that often. But I don't know exactly where she's where she's headed to. But I don't think it's my neck of the woods. Anyways, that kind of struck me. So I thought, oh my gosh, there's really a chance I could run into her somewhere. Seriously, yeah. My understanding, I mean, from what I, I obviously don't know anything, but from the way she makes it sound on the pod is that she, you know, only really travels there for holidays. So, I I mean, obviously New Year's Eve is a holiday, but I would have thought, like, you know, they're about to have a baby. I I mean, why not just spend the time together? I know. It's so funny because you, as now you've had a a baby, and anybody that has had one can tell a mom-to-be just 
savor these moments or do this, do that. And there's right. no, nothing that anyone could tell you that's going to prepare you or to make you think, oh, you're right, maybe I should do that. After, she's going to be like, man, why didn't I really enjoy that moment? <laughs> Absolutely. That was, I am in Allison's shoes. Like, I was her last year around this time, and everyone was like, you know, spend as much time with your husband as possible. Go out on dates. And I'm just like, I'm too tired. I'm too tired for that. Like, I don't want to do that. And I wish that I had. But, I mean, just like I wouldn't listen to other people, even if I, you know, said, hey, Allison, you should really do this. Like, I can say it, but she has to really want to do it, you know? Yeah. And the same thing with her wedding. I felt the same. And I had enough people telling me to like really enjoy the moment and not look at all the minor stuff. And actually it got into my head because before I walked down the aisle, I had that moment of just really sit in this moment and enjoy it because it's going to be done and it's all going to be a blur. And I'm so glad that I did because I really felt that moment of before and during like the whole walking up. And then it was kind of a blur, Mm -hmm. but she talks so poorly about her wedding and I feel so bad for her that she didn't have the wedding that she wanted and the more that I hear her talk about it I feel like they need to not necessarily renew their vows but it might be fun to do some sort of a wedding a redo I guess where you could have all the people you wanted there and have the party and maybe say a little something in front of everyone and just make it to change it you know to kind of put that in the past because she still talks about it to this day about how painful it was or how you know it wasn't that much of a great time absolutely um and I can kind of relate to her um my wedding was kind of a mess so I yeah I think I really relate to her in that aspect and I thought like maybe when we're maybe when we've been married 10 years we'll get like we'll renew our vows well here we are we've been married 10 years and we're still not doing anything (laughs) I said the same thing about my tenure I'm like when we're 10 years maybe we'll do something I'll dust off the old wedding dress maybe make it into a cocktail length and then go have a big party and I thought yeah I'm good (laughs) Yeah, and I just, I mean, I just, uh, I just try not to think about it as much, as bad as that sounds. I think, I I didn't have a lot of family interference, like it sounds Alice, like it sounds like Allison did. I had sort of interference from my maid of honor. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I don't, uh, she's not in my life anymore, if you can imagine. Um, (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah, there's a good story about that one, but maybe another time. Um, Thank you for being a fan. I'll ask you. That's right. (laughs) But I was really just so pleased to hear that Allison sort of felt like her baby shower made up for the wedding. Like she felt that it was inclusive and it was everything that she wanted and she felt important. That's so lovely that she felt that way. I definitely agree with that. It was so nice to see her friends surrounding her and making her, you know, having a special day for her. And she, you know, she's going to do the Patreon live stream and do a little baby shower that we can send her gifts. And I know she mentioned it on this episode of talking before they were recording about being uncomfortable with the whole situation which is funny because I thought when I suggested it to her I thought this is going to be something that's going to be outside of her comfort zone because she's going to be asking people to be members to support her and to give her a present right I didn't want to put her in that position and that's why I kind of tried to tweet about it hey we're throwing her a baby shower but you don't have to bring, give her a present. It's just, you know, the people that really... I want to see her open a present for me. That's important oh, to definitely. me. And I think it's important to you. And it's mm-hmm. 
fun for all of us Patreon supporters. So I think I'm glad that she put her kind of uncomfortableness aside to let us have this because I think it'll be fun. And You know, I, I know no one likes to throw parties for themselves, but I want to see her open the present. It's more fun that way. Absolutely. And I think Leanne touched on this last week, but I'm really hoping that she doesn't open up Patreon to just everyone because it's going to be hard after the live stream. Like if someone donates a dollar, they add her on Facebook. That's just going to be like really difficult to deal with. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that maybe she can do like a YouTube thing perhaps. I don't know. Ooh, that might be a good idea. Yeah, I'm sure that she's got something in the works. I just... I'm hoping that it's YouTube or something else that isn't Patreon or Facebook for that re- for that matter. Yeah, it is hard, especially I think usually it's around, it seems like 50-ish people, mm-hmm. maybe yeah. 40 to 50 that go on there. And it is, you know, we're all chit-chatting away. <laughs> it is Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, I hope that there, she does something. I, that would be cool to do like a YouTube thing. As long as there aren't those people that can invade. If she can do a private something somehow. I, I think she should be able to because no room for trolls. No time. No. Because, you know, when Jenna does her things, there have been a few times with her Gilmore oh, Girls one and there was another one. Yep. And it's like, come on, people, just go away. <laughs> Let us just, nerd out with our people that right, we like. Go, go outside. <laughs> Read yeah. a book. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here, exactly. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that live stream. That'll be fun. And I don't know which weekend she's going to pick, but I was supposed to be out of town one of the weekends, and now I'm not. So I think, okay, oh. good. Good, I might not miss this time, because I missed it last week or last month, and I was so bummed. But I, I think after we record this, I think I'll tweet at her, and I'll ask her if she's picked a date. I don't want to be pushy, but I also want to know. I know. It's nice to have it on the books. I mean, because we can plan around it. Sundays are great that she's doing that, but now that she's been doing it later, the last two times was 5 o'clock, and of course, it was the two times that I was busy. But, you know, two or three is good, but then that's our time. So it's hard to accommodate everybody. So it's it's gotta be hard. I like kind of that she's not uh, asking us. In a way, I'm not liking it because I would have said no to the last two times, but it's yeah. kind of nice that she's just, this is the time, and that's where it's going to be. So there's no, you know, going back and forth about it. Just if you can, you can. If you can't, you can't. So Absolutely. And as you know, you can always watch it after the fact, which is really cool. That is really cool. I, and if anybody wants to be a Patreon supporter, go to AllisonRosen.com. And I think you can click on the Patreon through her website. I think you can. And if you're not a Patreon subscriber, as Jenna likes to say... Get on board. What are you doing? Seriously. It's so great. I got the most amazing little keychain a couple of weeks ago as another gift that she sent out. A little windy keychain. Super cute. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, depending on what level you support, you get, you know, more and more things. Of course, Raphael is the is the highest one so far. But Yes. <laughs> And he still hasn't gotten his outgoing message, which he's supposed to get. And I think something else, too. But he's like, I don't care. I don't want to say anything. I feel good. I, I'm good enough. <laughs> it's fine. But, you know, just being a part of the... I don't know. She The way she talks about the Patreon supporters, she just loves being a part of it. And having our own, you know, little forum to talk and her extra episodes, which... 
I still haven't caught up on them, but they're all great. I mean, her and Greg Heller, I got to hear that one. And the one with her, the three of them with her and Jenna are just oh, great. They're amazing. You haven't heard the third one with Jenna? I haven't heard the third one. It's the best one yet. Is it? I'm just going to go ahead and say that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, I got to listen she, to that. She talks, she talks a lot about things that she's never talked about before. Really? Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I'm so interested. Okay, so... You people out there need to get on board, like Jenna says. It's it's all worth it. I feel like finally I can give her something back. That You know, she gives us free entertainment every single week. And it's so nice Absolutely. to give back. And then she's giving back even more <laughs> with this, you know, with Patreon. It's, it's pretty cool. Definitely. So Jess sent in a snack chat. Now, I don't know. I didn't. I don't know. I wish she would say the whole name of the person. Because I feel like yes. that would be someone that we knew. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, Jess, if you're listening, tell me it's you because I know there are a few Jesses and if it's not, then whatever. But she sent in Tasty Cakes, which I just saw at Target yesterday. Oh, wow. And I did not hear the episode beforehand. Otherwise, I would have been stocking up on that. But I looked over. I'm like, ooh, Tasty Cakes. Are those the people that make? I, I sent these coffee cakes over to Rafi for a thank you gift, part of a thank you gift. And it was a Seinfeld, the Drake's coffee cake that I sent him. And in my mind, I thought, oh, does Tasty Cake make those? So in my mind, I'm still looking for everything Seinfeld everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I saw that and I thought, oh, no, that's not the right thing. And then then the snack chat. I was like, darn it. So apparently Colonel Jeff's all-time favorite dessert is peanut butter candy cakes, which I'm very interested in trying. I am very interested in them as well. There is a sandwich shop near my work that... Their specialty is, of course, Philly cheesesteaks. Right. And they have tasty cakes, but I've only seen, like, the chocolate variety. But I really, I need that peanut butter in my life. Yeah. And some Colonel Jeff, too. Oh, wait. Sorry. (laughs) That's for you, Lisa. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Yeah, the peanut butter deliciousness. I need to get on board that. Although, uh... Colonel Jeff and his Philly accent was definitely a turn off. (laughs) That was really something. (laughs) Oh, it's something. I'm surprised that the jelly one wasn't good. As I was listening, I literally went on their website and then it has this Mm -hmm. map where you can find Tasty Cakes by you. And it's all the southern United States. So from California all the way to Florida. And you could see the map. So I thought, okay, if those are all the flavors I can find at Target, I'll be very excited about it. The jelly one looked delicious. It looks like a Twinkie with jelly instead of cream. It looks really good. But How could that that be bad? Right. So between the the snackiest of the bunch, they didn't like it. So I'm thinking it might be not good. I think we can trust them. I think you're right. Their, con- their general consensus. I think so. And the the butterscotch one, I'm not a huge fan of that flavor, but they're all mm-hmm. they were all about it. So interesting. I don't know. I'm gonna have to check into this. So Jess, go ahead and send me some. I'm just kidding. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah, Jess, please. So the iTunes comment of the week. They haven't had one for a while, and if people. People out there listening, if you haven't sent in an iTunes comment yet, do it because she'll read it and give five, at least rate Allison's show because it really helps out her show. Five stars, of course, but they mentioned Jenna's glasses and I almost yes. made a comment on the picture the other the other day, I think it was last week that she was wearing them. I thought, oh, she looks so cute. Like she looks like a little hot model in those right? glasses. And I almost said something. I thought, nah, 
And then they said, I guess apparently tons of people were coming out and saying that. So I can't believe anybody would say that she doesn't look good in glasses. Come on. Crazy people. What do they know? Nothing. Nothing about glasses and cuteness, apparently. Um, we have, we obviously have to discuss the goal hole. <laughs> yeah. The, these holes need to be filled with goals. I, if that's not a drop, I don't know. I don't know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> yeah. That's literally all I wanted to say about it. <laughs> so good. I love that the more they talked about it, you know, <laughs> filling filling your goal holes. <laughs> the whole thing was funny. I mean, Jenna even was kind of laughing about it. She said, you know, she's, such a, she's just such a good sport about everything. She really is. And then Jordan started talking about glory holes and <laughs> you getting a hot dog at the end of it. And I was like, mm, maybe a bridge too far. Oh, <laughs> uh, there were so many visuals during that conversation. <laughs> oh, yes. Jordan may have different goal holes than the rest of us. You know, to each their own. <laughs> well, check your DMs later. I will. I will see. <laughs> Sorry, Ravi. <laughs> I am not editing that part out. Um, let's talk about JMO. Did you yes. pick a JMO from this week? I did. So mine is from the Monday episode. Um, the Twitter user is talk to dad and the JMO is always scrutinize the folks sitting in first class to see if they are celebs because I do that too. I'm very guilty of it. I do that as well, but usually the planes that I'm on, the first class does not look very first class. So I'll, okay. I'll get in there and I think, you chumps. <laughs> you idiots had to sit on here longer than I did and have people that, hit you in the knee 300 times. And Amen. That I is got, how I feel about it. I got to sit in the bar and have a Bloody Mary while you guys sat in, in this fart tunnel. That's and right. No, I don't. And I will kind of glance around like, I know I'm not going to see anyone real. I mean, I imagine Southwestern's probably low on the rich person's totem pole as far as you would be surprised though really? because especially yeah especially if someone um like didn't grow up with money like they're always concerned about like being frugal like i i mean i'll see like celebrities on southwest flights like people will just be like holy shit i saw this person on my flight like and i'm like southwest and i'm like okay uh check for them in 10 years they're still gonna have money <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> yeah, see, I guess I kind of look, but then I'm more just, you idiots. <laughs> I've only I've only seen two celebrities. Really? You've seen uh, two, though? That's why. <laughs> I've seen two. So last, let's see, last June, I flew home to see my in-law's family, like with my husband and I, and we missed our plane. Or no, 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 no. We got bumped. That's what happened. Um, on a United flight, we got bumped, and I saw Jenny Lewis from Rilo Kylie, and that was very exciting. And then in November of last year, I also flew home, and on the flight home, flew out of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, which is literally in the middle of nowhere. I saw frickin' Mary Louise Parker on my plane. Really? It was ape shit. Yeah, so she was... <laughs> She was in the front, like she was doing a book tour, because I was like, what the hell is she doing here? But she was doing a book tour, and she was very memorable, because her sister was in coach, and she gave up her seat 
to a gal with a service dog so she could sit in she could sit in the front with more room for her service dog and she um she slept back to coach and slummed it with all of us it was very exciting wow Mm -hmm. that's a great story yeah like good pr for you mary louise i you know this also dawned on me that walking through first class i might not recognize if somebody's famous because i'm really out of the know (laughs) Absolutely. And it was it was the strangest thing. Like my father in law was flying to Texas for business. And then my best friend and I were flying to Chicago from Chicago. She was going to Cleveland and I was going to San Diego, of course. There was this woman that looked vaguely familiar, like fighting with the gate attendant. The gate attendant was obviously being a dick, like she wasn't inciting anything. And I was like, I feel like that's Mary Louise Parker. And my my friend was like, You are tripping. <laughs> and then I said it to I said it to my father in law and I'm like, you know, fried green tomatoes and he was like, Uh, I don't know. Uh I don't I don't know who these people are. And then <laughs> And so I said it one more time and the lady behind me was like, that is Mary Louise Parker. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> so I'm your father-in-law in the story? Yes. <laughs> father-in-law. Yeah, you're my father-in-law. He, he, he was just like, he was just so cute. Like he was getting ready to go to Texas for business. And he was just like, and he was like, I'm so, I'm so happy that I get to spend like an extra hour with you and your best friend. And I was just like, obviously scoping for celebrities in Cedar Rapids, <laughs> Iowa. Where there's room to murder. That's right. Tons of room. It, I can't believe that I, that the two celebrities that I've seen were in the Midwest. Like what gives? That's true. You know, I would think maybe, well, I, I guess I don't go to LAX so much. I usually fly out of, fly out of Long Beach. So yeah. Maybe not too many celebs there, but right. But I'm I'm assuming that you've gone to Disneyland. Oh yeah, and yeah, and that's the other thing. That how many people you see on every reality show? They all go to Disneyland. Everybody's been there. Right. I don't think I've ever seen a celebrity there, and I've grown up going there. Right, and neither have I. I'm just like, I mean, not that it would be, not that it's a huge selling point, but I would just be a little excited to be like, oh hey, there's a famous person. The one time I had a star sighting that was kind of a random one. I was pregnant and I was at Baby's RS. Sure, and as you I, as you do, right? And I don't know if you had this experience with around other pregnant ladies, but when you're in Baby's RS, everyone there is uh struggling more than you are and their way their way or the highway because i'm like you're not the first pregnant person on the earth just get over yourself people mm-hmm. we're all here miserable and shopping for a bunch of shit and we don't know what we're doing and absolutely so i'm waiting in line and i think why is it every, everyone was acting weird there's just a weird air and i thought i don't know but this guy in front of me has the worst wig on ever and his stupid lady jeans. Like, I don't even know what he's doing here. But then I realized they're all giving a commotion around the guy in front of me with the weird hair and the stupid tattoo. And I thought, who is this guy? Then I finally realized it's Nicolas Cage in line oh, at Baby wow. in front of me with his wife or girlfriend. or mm-hmm. I think they spent like 4000 or I don't know what it was, but it was just like a quick trip. And they spent like $4,000. And I thought, I was just behind this douchebag. <laughs> Nicholas Cage this whole time not knowing that everyone's just like oh my god it's him you know I think literally a couple days before my friend and I were watching Peggy Sue got married and making fun of him <laughs> it's then, so strange how that happens yes and then so I call her I said oh my god Nicholas Cage was just in front of me at baby's house it was like the weirdest situation ever but I apparently he lives over in Irvine Tustin area because I was at 
that's so random. Like, you go on that day and he's buying, yes. like, a bassinet made with gold. Like, how crazy. <laughs> yes. And I'm just like, what is, why is everyone acting so weird? And they're like, oh, that's blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who is it? Oh, the guy standing in front of you with the horrible hair? <laughs> that's Nicolas Cage. Okay, you got yeah, it. Yeah, you, you, were, you were definitely my father-in-law in that scenario, for sure. Because he's, <laughs> because he's like, if, it, if it's not. my wheelhouse, too. <laughs> right. But if it's not, like, if it's, not, like, he's a dairy nutritionist, so if it's not, like, someone from the dairy nutrition world, he doesn't care. <laughs> like, honestly, swear to God. Like, if, like, a super, I don't even know, like, who, what his, I don't know, preferred celebrity era would be, but let's say, okay, maybe he would be a little excited about Tom Hanks, but he would be like, Tom, I love your movies. That would be the extent of it. He'd be like, you're a great actor, man. That'd be it. Whereas I'm, like, freaking out over Mary Louise Parker, and I, I mean, I'm not, like, I I really enjoyed her in Weeds, but I'm not a super fan, but I was very excited to see her. I think I can relate to this. It's what's going on now. This week, we lost a few people. George Michael and so her him and Carrie Fisher and I thought oh that's that's a bummer especially because they were so young and then Debbie Reynolds which first of all should probably be the one that's going in it's more and I'm like oh Debbie Reynolds like he's the one that I'm torn over no I am too because I, I feel I feel bad about it because they're all significant losses but not to bum anybody out but her last words were that she wanted to be with her daughter and then Aww. she had a stroke like oh it's brutal that's just it's brutal but then it's also kind of magical maybe you know yeah. she knows where she's going last month i said okay for my birthday that's what i want to do i want to go see singing in the rain i was so excited and then she died and i'm like oh that's so sad <laughs> not like she was going to actually be at the theater, but it was just kind of one of those, ah, those are the kind of people you just want to live forever. Absolutely. It, it is sad, and you can take this, basically, you can go see Singing in the Rain in a movie theater, and you can be like, my birthday, I'm still here, I'm going to yes. get shit done, I'm going to accomplish all my goals, going to fill your goal hole, it's going to be great. <laughs> Amen. I, you know what? I think that's the perfect place to end this show. That well said. Bravo. Applause. Thank here. you. <laughs> oh, this was so much fun. I'm so glad that I finally get to talk to you. And I want to do a thank you for being a fan episode with you. Now that my computer's back to normal and everything's good, we can, we need to make this happen because, and meeting in person would be awesome too, but I want to do both before June. This is, this has to be a thing. We need to all be together. Let's make it work. Okay, good. Support Alice's show any way you can. We've already talked about Patreon, but support her Amazon with everything. She's got so many sponsors that I didn't even realize. And when I was looking for, okay, what do I get people for Christmas? I'm going to go on her page and look. And of course, that's what I sent to Superfan Megan. Got to send her BarkBox. And there were different things I thought, okay, that's perfect. And, I, and she sent me Omaha. Oh, I was in Snakes again. Oh! <laughs> oh my God. I was waiting for it, to be honest. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, but yeah, it's just, you know, Allison's so great. And I love that we have the opportunity to support her in any way. And if you out there listening want to be on this show, email me, bffancast at gmail.com. Follow the show on Twitter at BFFancast. Follow me at JMOs and BFFs. And Kelly, where can we find you if you would like to be found? You can find me on Twitter at Satchels of Gold. And by the way, a long time ago, 
in the JMO Patrol days, I remember we were periscoping from yes. San Diego. Mm-hmm. Me, Brianne, and Megan. We were periscoping because we all finally met up there. And you were you had a different name, and I remember uh, a different name on there, of course. And Megan yeah. was just like, "Oh, what's your name mean?" And she was all worried about it. And then when you explained, she's like, "Oh, she's cool." And I swear you were supposed to be the winner of something at that point because we were, it was some sort of contest that we Listen, were doing. Listen, <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up. I'm not petty, but we did some Allison trivia, and I was the winner. I think I beat uh, Raphael by, like, a couple seconds. Yes. But <laughs> I wasn't, I was, new, I was, like, new to it. I'm like, you know, I'm not going to be petty. I'm not even going to bring it up. But here I am being petty and bringing it up. Hey, I brought it up because it still sticks in my craw. Because I think, even way back then, I thought, she's been supporting this show for that long. And I felt like you do. But, Raphael, sorry. I feel like Kelly beat you at that moment. I'm going to have to take that signed poster of Allison away from you. (laughs) So savage of me. Sorry, not sorry. (laughs) You know, I think at this point, Raphael's been to Allison's house. He can afford to lose Oh, something. wait. Wait, wait a second. Raphael has been to Allison's house? This just in. Yes. <laughs> lucky, lucky guy. I know. Incredibly lucky. Uh, well, it was good talking to you. And it was thank you for everyone out there for listening. Brittany, I already mentioned you earlier, but... Why not mention you again? Because I love you. Thank you and good night. See that guy all dressed in green. Ico, Ico, one day. He's not a man, he's a loving machine. Dragon Ball Free Nine Talking about him now. Him now. Him now. Him now. Ico, Ico, one day. Dragon Ball Free Nine Dragon Ball Free Nine Talking about hey now, hey now, hey now. I go, I go one day. Shagamofino anane, shagamofinane, shagamofinane, shagamofinane.